Welcome to another empowering episode of Terra Mediation's Co-Parenting Edition. The podcast where we dive deep into the world of co-parenting, offering insights, solutions and support for every step of your journey. I'm your host, Nita Shangu, and I'm thrilled to be your guide through the labyrinth of co-parenting challenges and triumphs. In this podcast, we're here to remind you that you're not alone on this path. We understand that co-parenting can be a labyrinth of emotions, decisions and complex dynamics. But fear not, because every Thursday we'll be right here, ready to uplift, inspire and provide you with the tools you need to navigate this journey with confidence and compassion. At Terra Mediation, we believe in the power of connection, collaboration and transformation. Our approach is rooted in values that resonate deeply with the core of co-parenting, kindness, love, service and empowerment. We're here to help you ask the right questions, rely on your inner strength and find the solution that will shape a bright future for you and your children. We understand that co-parenting requires immense bravery, unwavering patience and a solid foundation of trust and loyalty. That's why our podcast is here to create a safe space for your co-parenting journey. We'll be discussing everything from effective communication strategies to setting boundaries, creating a sense of stability and nurturing your own well-being. Every episode will bring you practical tips, real life stories and insights that will serve as valuable resources on your co-parenting path. Our aim is to help you find the courage to make tough decisions, the generous spirit to collaborate and the wisdom to prioritize your child's well-being above all else. So join us as we embark on a journey of self-discovery, growth and transformation. Every Thursday you can count on us to provide you with priority support, empowered guidance and the tools to make decisions that align with your values and purpose. Wow, my very, very first podcast show for Terra Mediation. And um, first of all, thank you for listening. And um, I'll try to explain why I decided to start this um, this podcast. Um, in the summer of 2023, I made um, a, a blog series with uh, 12 episodes for co-parenting um, about how to deal with uh, as with going back to school with two households as co-parenting because co-parenting has a lot of challenges as you co-parents will know for sure. So um, it was read globally and there were a lot of uh, people who also um, uh, wrote me emails saying thank you and also a lot of people who asked me for a little bit more of advice so I collected all of them and um, I filtered them all to 10 questions and I will um, run through each question and explain um, what my uh, what my advice would be or what my experiences because um, as some of you may know I'm also a co-parent myself and um, I was a mediator before I became a co-parent but then again you know um, it helped me. It helped me a lot. So um, let's start with the first question from um, from parents navigating divorce and co-parenting during back to school season. So the first question is: How can we maintain a consistent routine for our children during the back to school transition while co-parenting after divorce? 
well there has been already there has already been a blog um, that is covering that issue but maybe the person who asked this question didn't read that blog because it was all uh, published separately and um, for those who are more interested in reading it um, you can still find it um, on my website uh, terramediation.com you can find the the 12 uh, um, articles that I wrote about it um, about co-parenting during back to school season so the first question how can we maintain a consistent routine for our children during the back to school transition while co-parenting after divorce um, I believe that maintaining a consistent routine for your children during the back to school transition while co-parenting after divorce can be very challenging so it's crucial for providing stability and a sense of security for your children um, my tips to help you navigate the situations are various uh, one of them is effective communication and i believe effective commu communication should be covered in all fields and challenges of um, co-parenting um, i believe an open and clear communication between co-parents is key so it would be wise to discuss and agree upon the routines schedules and expectations for the children's back to school period and um, make sure you're both on the same page regarding school drop-offs pickups extracurricular activities homework schedules and any other relevant details um, i'm very happy that we live in a in a time where we have many digital tools so I would highly recommend to create a shared calendar. Um, I myself, I use iPhone, so I have various calendars, uh, personal and for my uh, businesses. So um, you could use easily just share that calendar. So use digital tools such as shared calendars or co-parenting apps to keep track of important dates, events and schedules. And this way, both parents are informed and can plan accordingly. Um, and it will definitely um, it can create problems, especially if one of the two is not really the kind of person who always checks his calendar. So just make sure that you have at least uh, one time a week. That's what I do one time a week to uh, get together, have a talk and uh, run through the calendar of the month or the week to make sure that um, everybody is notified and, and that all the dates are also um, saved on his or her calendar. Um, I also believe that it's very important that that there is some consistency in both houses, households, uh, regarding the daily schedule. So if you try to maintain a consistent daily routine as much as possible, that would be just awesome for the kids. And um, this includes uh, consistent wake up times, meal times, bedtime routines and homework schedules. Uh, consistency helps children feel secure and understand what to expect each day and um, from my own experience I also believe that um, you know um, for instance uh, you're only to uh, you, 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 we, we believe that a healthy uh, diet is very important so you can't have french fries uh, once a week at your dad's and one to the week uh, also at uh, your mom's place or um, about homework, uh, you know, also always make sure that, that you, that the child is able to, to make his or her homework um, at the other parent's house. 
um, and if the other parent or one of the parents is not so good at, at guiding um, a child with his or her homework, you know, just let it be. Don't make a fuss about it. Just use your talents. Let every parent use his or her talent. That you know, that way, you know, your child also learn, knows, okay, my dad is very good at this and my mom is very good at that. So there will be also be less conflict. Um, school supplies and materials. Well, it would be handy because I, I, I myself, I have, I am a co-parent to that extent that um, I don't have a fifty-fifty uh, um, co-parenting schedule because I don't want the child to move around because of our decision to separate. So, um. For those who did, uh, and there's no judgment, for those who did uh, decide to have a 50-50% uh, um, uh, co-parenting schedule, one week with the mom, one week with the dad, or one week with the other parent, and one week with uh, this parent, um, um, you have to ensure that both households have the necessary school supplies, textbooks are available, and that they also had both both households have the materials the children need for the studies because this prevents confusion and last-minute rushes. Um, the transition between homes. Yeah. Um, in my practice, uh, this has been one of the biggest challenges for, for uh, parents um, because making the transition between households as smooth as possible is is difficult so um, you have to encourage your children to have a bag or a backpack with essentials that they can take with them between homes and this reduces the chances of forgetting important items um, so yeah that that's um, that's something that, that I would recommend and um, also try to collaborate on homework and projects. Remember, I really want to emphasize this, um, homework and projects are not, are not an excuse to have a competition between parents. Um, if your children have homework or projects, coordinate with the other parent to ensure they have the time and resources needed to complete their assignments. And this can involve sharing information about due dates, required materials, and study schedules. And, you know, do it together. Collaborate on homework and projects. And then um, consistent rules and discipline. While co-parenting, it's important to have consistent rules and discipline strategies in both households. This helps avoid confusion for the children and reinforces the sense of structure. Because a child who, who, who lives in two households is all very a, a huge challenge for a child, especially in his development. But also to navigate between two households that have no consistent rules and discipline is very confusing for the child. And they, they already need to recover and get accustomed to the fact that they're not living in one home anymore, but in two households. So um, make sure that 
there is a foundation of consistent and consistent rules and discipline um, applicable in both households all for the interests of your child flexibility and adaptability yeah well um, while routine is important be also prepared for flexibility because um, it's also a good thing to teach your children that you know if things don't work out you can always find a solution and then you know it's, nothing is set in stone but still routine is important but be, be prepared for flexibility so unexpected events may arise and both parents should be willing to adapt the schedule um, should be willing to adapt the schedule when necessary while still prioritizing the children's well-being yeah, I believe that. Um, but let it be let it come let, let the um, flexibility come from from a caring perspective a caring perspective to to prioritize the well-being of your of your child um, celebrate achievements together celebrate your children's achievements whether they whether they're academic extracurricular or personal always celebrate your children's achievement as a united front this reinforces the message that both parents both of you support and care for them empower your children depending on their age and maturity involve your children in discussions about their routines this can help them feel more in control and responsible for their own schedule so there, there will be less um, less space also less room to to manipulate parents as they both live in different households um, a positive co-parenting attitude of course so keep in mind that your children's needs come first maintain respectful and positive co-parenting relationship with your ex focusing on their well-being rather than personal conflicts i always say prioritize your child's well-being over your personal conflicts and you know if you if it's still difficult it's okay to seek help to seek professional help if needed if co-parenting becomes too challenging or if it conflicts or if conflicts rise that you're un un unable to resolve consider seeking the help of family therapist or counselor who specializes in co-parenting after divorce Remember, the goal is to provide a stable and nurturing environment for your children during the back-to-school transition and beyond. By working together and prioritizing your children's needs, you can create a consistent routine that helps them thrive in both households. So, the second question. Um, what should we do if our children have different schedules at each household during the school week? That, of course is possible especially when kids go to high school so if your children have different schedules at each household during the school week due to co-parenting arrangements um, it can be a bit more challenging to maintain consistency but it's still possible the strategies that i would consider is again open communication maintain open and regular communication with your co-partner in parenting with your co-parent and share the I always call the co-parent the partner in parenting but okay with your co-parent and share the kids 
schedules, including school hours, extracurricular activities, and any other commitments. This will help both of you stay informed and so you can plan accordingly. And um, an another strategy I would consider is overlap schedules. Whenever possible, try to align certain parts of the schedules. For example, you could aim to have consistent meal times or bedtime routines regardless of which household the children are in. And this provides a sense of stability for the kids. Now it's all about the stability, the structure and stability. Again, a shared calendar or app. So if you have a shared calendar or the co or co-parenting app to keep track of the children's schedules, this way both parents can access the information and plan their activities around established routines. Um, also focus on core routines. Identify the core routines that are crucial for your children's well-being such as waking up, getting ready for school, meal times, bedtimes. Both households can strive to maintain consistency in these key areas. Uh, prioritize homework and study time. Coordinate study and homework schedules so that the children have dedicated time for their academic responsibilities regardless of which household they are in. For example, it doesn't matter if you're at your mom or your dad, if you're at one parent or the other. I'd, for example, I'd say... Uh, from uh, once you from after dinner till uh, for two hours you make your homework, or when you come home you make uh, two hours homework, something like that. It doesn't. And again, regardless of which household the kid is in, and then also flexibility and understanding. So acknowledge that the schedules will be different between households, and you need to communicate this to your children. Encourage, encourage flexibility and understanding about the differences while emphasizing that both households are working together to support their needs. Plan ahead for changes. That is a major strategy. If there are changes or exceptions to the routine, make sure to communicate these well in advance. This helps children prepare mentally for any shifts in their schedules. And also just during transition periods, because if the children spend consecutive days in each household, consider adjusting the routine slightly during the transition period to minif minimize confusion. So gradually transition them into the new schedule to help them adapt. Um, uh, do, I need an ex do I need to give an example of that? Yeah, for example, if you really have a week, this ho one household, one uh, the the next one, sorry, the the following week, uh, the the other household. What I would suggest to people is, you know, just slow. If if the if the transition is made, uh, for example, on, um, uh, I would always advise people to do the transition on a Friday or a Saturday, so that they have some time to land in the new in the next household, so they won't be having any difficulty starting uh, school from another household. Uh, I know most people um, would love to have the transition between two households um, really at midweek, like uh, from Wednesday uh, noon or after. <clears throat> I've noticed a lot of children are tired. They need they need time to adjust. They need time to to um, to adjust to the, the new household. 
because I do believe that that um, most parents do not realize how much impact moving between two households actually is. I mean, for example, if you would go stay over at somebody else's uh, place for a weekend, you still need some time to adjust. If you go on a holiday, you need some time to adjust. If you come back from your holiday uh, to start working again, you need some, some time and some days to adjust. And for a kid, that's even... I wouldn't say worse, but, you know, it, it's even more frequent to adjust because it's almost every week. Um, and if that's do, when it's happening during uh, the week, like I, like I said, on a, on a Wednesday or um, so there is no there is no there is no time to just adjust. He's really like moving to another house house with his bag that he needs in both households and he has no time to adjust. He comes there, he has dinner, he goes to bed and the next day he goes to school. There is there is no time to adjust, to connect to the place, to connect with the other parent. It takes time. Um, shared values and expectations. Even with different schedules, make sure both households share common values and expectations regarding responsibilities, discipline and behavior. And this consistency in principles can help provide stability for the children. I really believe also that regular check-ins are a must. Schedule regular check-ins with your children to see how they are adjusting to the different schedules. Encourage them to express any concerns or difficulties they might be experiencing. Um, as a mediator, I have um, assisted many, many couples with uh, drafting, um, creating a parenting plan. And um, uh, one of the final stipulations of the, um, of the parenting agreement, parenting plan, is that they will revise it every year every every year or every um three years i believe that especially in the beginning of the divorce or just shortly after the divorce um one could say you know in the first year this parenting parenting plan will be revised as often as the child needs because you know like I said first of all nothing about the parenting plan is uh, set in stone but anything that you plan for the children needs to fit the child first and if it doesn't fit the child the, the parenting plan the agreements that you've made about your children needs to needs to change needs to fit the child so that's why i believe uh, especially in the first year that weekly check-ins are a must in the first three months necessary if, if necessary the first six months and then at least once every quarter every three months you make sure that you check in with each other to see if they're there need to be some adjustments made uh, with respect to the parenting plan. Um, yeah, 
So when there are achievements or special events, make an effort to celebrate as a united front. Make sure that the child knows that you separated because of each other and not because of the child, so that you will always be available and there for him, her. I, I would just say him, but I, I mean also her. Uh, to be available for the child, to be present for the child. And this helps reinforce the idea that both parents are supportive and involved in their lives. Um, also in this case, if you find it challenging to establish workable schedules, consider seeking the guidance of a family therapist, counselor, a mediator who is specialized in co-parenting arrangement. They can help you find solutions that work for everyone involved. And remember that the well-being of your children is the priority. While the schedules may differ, creating a harmonious and supportive co-parenting co environment can help them navigate the differences with greater ease. Um, so we've come to the third question. Hmm. How do we handle parent-teacher conferences at school and school events as co-parents after divorce? Handling parent-teacher conferences and school events as co-parents after divorce requires effective communication, collaboration, and a focus on the best interests on your children. So the, one of the ways to approach these situations, again, communication. Keep lines of communication open with your co-parent regarding school-related matters, share information about upcoming conferences, events, and important dates well in advance. Again share the digital tools, the shared calendars. Coordinate schedules. Coordinate with your co-parent to determine who will attend each parent-teacher conference or school event. Try to work out a schedule that allows both of you to be involved and if possible attend together to demonstrate your commitment to your children's education. Of course it could be it could be possible that you you're not able to do that because just that that week you need to be abroad or any kind of other reason but if you are able to attend together show your kid your commitment to its education um also very important share information make sure both information both parents are informed about your children's progress grades and any concerns raised by teachers share report cards test scores and communication from the school to ensure that both households are on the same page in my case, um, what I did, I made sure that there was an email. We, we created a, an email address for the both of us, for both parents. So schools, the school could just send us an email. I would check the inbox because um, my partner in parenting doesn't really check mail. So I just make sure that I read it. I notify him and I send, I forward the message so he can read it whenever he is able to do it. But uh, create um, create uh, an email address for the both of you, for your child. Um, uh, then, ah, what was it that I... Ah, yeah. Um, respect each other's roles. So even if attending events separately, show respect for each other's involvement in your children's education. So encourage your children to share their experience with both parents because if the both of you don't show respect to each other, um, the child will end up 
being in some kind of loyalty conflict. So if the both of you respect each other, um, when it comes to school, um, not just in school, but overall, then um, your child will see that, you know, even though they are, my parents are separated, they still respect each other and they, they show involvement. They show, they show respect for um, each other's involvement in my education. Um, yeah, so also use technology. If attending events together is challenging, consider using technology to virtually attend meetings or events. Some schools might offer video conferencing op options for parent-teacher conferences. Also a great plan. Um, create a communication plan. You know, it, it would all, almost it almost sounds like you're having an enterprise called parenting, co-parenting. It is. Develop a plan for sharing information about school events, deadlines, and important dates. This could involve using, again, a shared calendar or a co-parenting app to keep track of schedules. Um, if attending events together is not feasible, consider alternating attendance between parents for different events. For instance, one parent might attend the fall parent-teacher conference while the other attends the spring conference. That's also possible. Um, be present and be engaged. Regardless of who attends, make an effort to be present and engaged during parent-teacher conferences and events. Ask questions about your child's progress, discuss the strengths and areas for improvement, and inquire about any additional support they might need. Remember that your focus should be on your child's well-being and academic success. So put aside personal conflicts during school-related interactions. Prioritize your child's needs. And ensure that teachers are aware of your co-parenting arrangement. Provide both parents contact information so that teachers can communicate with both of you about your child's progress. Um, that's very important to share information about you being co-parents with the teachers. Um, if you decide to attend events together, discuss your goals and concerns before the meeting. Um, to prepare together, um, when you prepare together, you can present a unified front and address any questions or issues more effectively. I've noticed that if we pre prepare together up front, um, it also um, you also pretend your, uh, present yourself yourselves as co-parents as a as a united front unified front uh, towards school not just your kid but also towards school and that that would really help um, cooperating with with school um, celebrate achievements together when your child achieves something significant at school celebrate together as a way again to show your continued commitment to their success respect boundaries if attending events together is too emotionally charged, it's okay to attend separately. The goal is to create a positive and supportive environment for your child, so do what works best for your family dynamics. Um, um, yeah. So remember that co-parenting after divorce requires compromise and cooperation. And by working together to support your children's education, you demonstrate your commitment to their well-being and growth. 
we still have six questions to go. Well, let me see. Oh, seven. Four. What can we do to ensure our children feel emotionally supported during the back-to-school period? Ensuring your children feel emotionally supported during the back-to-school period is crucial for well-being and success. Here are some strategies to help you provide the emotional support they need. Again, open communication. You know, create an environment where your children feel comfortable talking about their feelings and concerns. Encourage them to express their thoughts about going back to school, any worries they may have, what they're looking forward to. And listen attentively. When your children open up, listen actively and without judgment. I mean, especially if you're in a divorce and if you're feeling frustrated about the other parent, you know, just, just mute it. Just mute it for a while and listen actively and without judgment. Validate their feelings and show empathy. Sometimes they just need someone to listen and understand. If going back to school brings about anxiety, talk to your children about any worries they may have and provide reassurance. Let them know that it's normal, normal to feel nervous and that you're here to support them. So always address anxiety. Um, discuss expectations. Have a discussion about what your children can expect from the upcoming school year and discuss their goals their expectations and any challenges they foresee. This helps them feel more prepared and in control. Um, establishing a consistent daily routine provides a sense of stability, like we've mentioned before, which can be comforting for children. The, this routine can include wake-up times, meal times, study time, leisure activities. And um, Involve your children also in back-to-school preparation activities such as shopping for school supplies, choosing their outfits and organizing their backpacks. This involvement can help build excitement and a sense of ownership. And especially that sense of ownership is very important when children are navigating divorce between two households. A sense of ownership. Um... And of course, maintain a more positive attitude about the upcoming school year. Share your own positive experiences and memories from school to help them see it as a positive opportunity. Bullying. Yeah, unfortunately, bullying has apparently has only got worse globally in schools. So discuss the importance of treating others with kindness and respect and talk to your children about bullying, how to recognize it. And what steps to take if they witness or experience it. Um, and support social connection. Encourage your children to maintain and build friendship at school. Organize play dates or outings with the school friends to strengthen those connections. Um, also celebrate achievements. Acknowledge and celebrate your children's achievements. Whether they're academic, social or personal celebrating their successes boosts their self-esteem and motivation so you know be there even though i always compare it like this even though there are two households that parents have separated parents together with their children always form a constellation whether that is um or orion or any kind of constellation that you could see it's still a family Keep yourself informed about your children's school activities, assignments and events. Being aware of the school life allows you to engage in meaningful conversation of, of relevant support. So stay informed and 
Provide your children a safe space. Let your children know that your home is a safe space where they can always share their feelings, even if they're struggling or feeling down. Um, collaborate with the co-parent. If you're, co if you're a co-parent, uh, collaborate with your ex to ensure consistent emotional support. Keep each other informed about your children's feelings and experiences. Um, for example, one, a couple I know, um, also had uh, uh, had a child who they found out that had already been bullied for about two years, and um, they they did they did notice the change in behavior, but they thought it had something to do with the two of them being separated. Only two years later, they found out it had nothing. It also maybe it did have some something to do with the divorce, but um, it mainly had to do with uh, being bullied. Um, uh, almost every day and trying to survive every day so um, what they did they they talked with him together they did things with him together just to show the kid that he was not alone they 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 went to him to ask for uh, to the intake for a therapist um, they sent him both to a summer camp especially for kids who had been bullied for a long time who needed to boot to boost up their the boost their um uh, self-confidence they did it together they they brought him together they picked him up together just to show that both parents were and are available to him so yeah it's it's very important to collaborate with with uh with the co-parent when it comes to uh, ensuring consistent emotional support um Offer problem-solving strategies. So teach your children problem-solving skills. Encourage them to think of potential solutions to challenges they might face and discuss how to handle different situations. So um, there also, there might be some games that you know that they, that, that are really funny how to, to, um, to, to, uh, games to, uh, which, which teach you how to, uh, flip your harmful uh, thoughts into helpful thoughts. Um, I can't think of one right now, but I know they exist. So, um, also offer um, um, offer help. So, if your children are experiencing significant emotional distress consider in involving a school counselor and if it does even if the school counselor doesn't help make sure that there is a mental health professional available to provide additional support so remember emotional support is an ongoing process by creating an open and nurturing and encouraging environment you can help your children navigate the back to school period with confidence and resilience um How can we handle disagreements or differences in parenting styles related to academics and extracurricular activities? Handling disagreements or differences in parenting styles related to academics and extracurricular activities can be challenging, but with effective communication and compromise, it's possible to find common ground. Um, make sure that you have a private discussion when disagreements arise. So have a private and respectful discussion with your co-parents, but choose a time when you're both calm and ready to listen to each other's perspectives. 
focus on the child, keep the child's best interests at the forefront of your discussion, uh, remind each other that your shared goal is to provide the best opportunities and support for your child's growth. Um, active listen, listening. So listen to your co-parents' viewpoint, viewpoint without without interrupting or becoming defensive. Understanding their perspective can help you find areas of agreement and compromise. Again, seek common grounds. Identify areas where your parenting styles align. Um, start the conversation by acknowledging these commonalities to create a positive foundation for the discussion and also respect differences. You know, recognize that you and your co-parent may have different approaches and that's okay. Different parenting styles can offer unique benefits to try to find a balance that incorporates both viewpoints. Um, and share your perspective. Clearly express your reason for your viewpoint, whether it's related to academic expectations, extracurricular activities, or other concerns, use I statements to convey your thoughts without placing blame. Like, um, I think it would be better if um, you would only have french fries uh, once a week or twice a w every two weeks at your place. Not every day. Or whenever he feels like Something like that. Um, Look for middle ground solutions that address both of your concerns. This might involve giving a little on both sides to find a solution that works for everyone. So compromise. Communication is key. Maintain ongoing communication about academic progress and extracurricular curricular involvement. Regular updates can help avoid surprises and misunderstandings. So prioritize communication. It also means make sure that you check in regularly, inform each other regularly. This way, you know, again, you will help avoid surprises and misunderstanding. Um, and also consider what your child enjoys and excels in when discussing extracurricular activities. Encourage them to pursue their passions while considering practicalities and scheduling. I myself, um, I know myself is complaining to to almost everybody, um, I have to go to Udo. My mom says I have to go to Udo, um, to Udo class. And um, yes, he needs to go to Udo class until he's 18. Because the Udo class provides him something that I neither of his parents can provide. And um, I think uh, it's, a, it's a very good skill to develop and he will uh, profit for, from it for a lifetime. And if he wants to play golf, he can play golf. If he wants to play tennis, he can play tennis. Um, in in our case, it's like, okay, if he wants to do something else, that's possible. But judo stays. And um, if he wants to try out anything else, he can do that. But he needs to try out for uh, three months. And if after three months, he decides it's not his cup of tea. That's just fine, but he needs to continue practicing, trying out for three months. Um, if you're at an impasse, consider seeking advice from teachers, school counselors, or educational professionals. They might, their insights might help inform your decisions. Um, and I do hope that you have great teachers and you have great counselors, school counselors. Um, because 
I did have some great teachers. My son did have some great teachers and some great school counselors, but they never remained um, that long um, at the school he was attending. So, you know, if, if you can, approach them and ask them. Make sure that you address each disagreement separately. Avoid bringing up unrelated issues during your discussions as this can escalate conflicts and not address your child's interest. If you're unsure about a particular approach, consider trying it for a limited period and then evaluating the results together. Like I said, for three months you want to play tennis? You want to play tennis? Good, you can do that for three months. No less, no more, three months. Focus on long-term goals. Consider how your decisions align with your child's long-term goals and development. This can help you guide your choices and put smaller disagreements into perspective. It is true. Um, yeah. Always include your child in discussions about extracurricular activities, especially as they get older. But make sure that you've already prepared the discussion beforehand so that you have you know you you said you have set boundaries you have created uh, a boundary within where he can just formulate his own wishes within um if the both of you have um prepared you know their input can help guide your decisions and again give them a sense of ownership because um especially kids never getting divorced they 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 long for a sense of ownership um and you know if disagreements persist and compromise seems difficult consider involving a neutral third party such as a family mediator or a counselor to help facilitate the discussion and find solutions so remember that disagreements are a natural part of co-parenting but how you handle them can greatly impact your child's well-being by maintaining respectful communication, prioritizing your child's needs and being open to finding common ground, you can navigate these challenges in a way that benefits everyone involved. Um, so I will just leave it at this right now because this is um, I will in the next episode, I will discuss the last five questions. Um, so tune in for the next um, podcast and uh, I hope these, um, these tips that I gave you um, are helpful and I will also try to um, put them online, the questions and the answers um, so you can read them also. Thank you so much for your time and see you next, well hear you, listen. How do you say that? See you next week. Bye. Remember, co-parenting isn't just about surviving. It's about thriving. It's about creating a legacy of love, stability and resilience for yourself and your children. Tune in to Terra Mediation's Co-Parenting Edition for a weekly dose of inspiration, guidance and empowerment that will help you navigate this incredible journey. I'm so excited to walk this path with you, to lead you towards a more harmonious co-parenting experience and to help you uncover the genius within you. Together, let's create a legacy of empowerment, growth and success that's truly multiple and lasting. So, 
Mark your calendars every Thursday for Terra Mediations Co-Parenting Edition because here you're not alone. You're part of a supportive community that believes in your ability to prosper through challenges, achieve your goals and create a future filled with purpose and fulfillment. I cannot wait to share this journey with you. Remember, you have the power to transform your co-parenting experience into something extraordinary. Tune in every Thursday and let's navigate the world of co-parenting together with courage, compassion and commitment. Thank you for joining Terra Mediators Co-Parenting Edition. I'm Sunita Shangu and I can't wait to explore the incredible world of co-parenting with you. Stay tuned for our next episode coming to you next Thursday. Until then, remember that you have the potential to create a legacy of love, resilience and sustainable co-parenting success. See you soon and make sure to subscribe and share this episode with anyone who needs to listen to this. This podcast is brought to you by Terra Mediation, your partner in co-parenting transformation. Until next time, stay empowered and stay inspired. Ciao.